first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Tia Sermons. Today, we will be talking with Lorette Rosewag Topaz, the CEO of Neko Productions and founder of FBF Animation, Janesse Tate and Gabriella Pastor from Hidden Orchards Mysteries, and we will be reviewing Yokai Watch the movie, Octonauts Ocean Adventures, Scoob, and Llama Llama Best Summer Ever. First, let's hear from Callista, who will be interviewing Lorette Rosewag Topaz, the CEO of Neko Productions and founder of FBF Animation. Hey there, my name is Callista Best, reporting for Kids First, age 16, and today I am here with Lyrit Rosenzweig Topaz. I had to say that all out very slowly. <laughs> he is the founder of both Neko Productions and FBF Animation. She has worked over 20 years for several very famous IPs that you've probably heard of, including uh, Marvel's Avenger, Mar- uh, The Avengers uh, from Marvel, Harry Potter, Monster High, and Sonic the Hedgehog, a personal important uh, franchise to me specifically. So to start off, how are you doing? Good, good at home like everyone else these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, everything is good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great to hear. So to start off, how did you get uh, into the animation business? So um, I started uh, f- uh, from live action. I was a live action producer for many years uh, since I was uh, pretty young. Um, and when I had to move to the States, um, I moved because of my husband and my husband is um, um, a supervising animator and a director and, and a very, um, very talented uh, um, artist in the animation industry. Um, so we moved to the States. I moved with him to get uh, here. Um, he's working at DreamWorks Animation. And then I got into the animation world. Um, and I started everything from scratch. Um, yeah. That was my journey. <laughs> and what kind of advice would you give to people who want to work in, just in general, the entertainment industry? I think the advice I will give, it's like I will give any individual that want to do something and be good at something, uh, not specifically in the entertainment industry, is uh, first of all, to work hard. Um, second, I would say to be... Um, very uh, to pursue being very good at what you do um, and know what you do and be professional about it. Um, I would definitely say, and that's to everyone to be a good person, a genuine person, uh, to be a trustworthy person. For me, for example, that's the way I act as a person and establishing a company and having my employees and my team. It's very important for me that everyone will be the same. So when you have clients, um, they know they can be safe and sound and, and sleep tight at night because they can trust you. It's, it's a lot about trust. Um, 
and to have good communication skills and to care about the your team or your clients and to be there in 200 percent um and just put it all in and 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 give give your best and another thing i would say is don't give up because there are a lot of challenges along the way and you don't only know always know what to do and where to go and and like to handle certain situations, but don't give up. Um, stay true to yourself, stay focused, and you'll get there. Yeah, and I think that's really good advice, not just for people who want to be in the entertainment industry, but just good advice for life in general. And you briefly mentioned the challenges of being in the entertainment industry, so I wanna ask, what uh, do you think is the most challenging aspect of running your own company? Um, I think it is, um, you have a lot of responsibility. Um, you have a lot of responsibility to your clients. You have a lot of responsibility to your team. Uh, you have a lot of responsibility, uh, responsibility for yourself. Um, so that's for sure. It's a challenge and to find the balance, um, and to keep on, uh, getting better and better and better every single day. Um, and that's, that's, and life is a challenge. So it's a part of the bigger challenge, uh, out there. Yeah, that makes sense. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with Janice Tate and Gabriella Pastor from Hidden Orchard Mysteries. Yokai watched the movie and Octonauts Ocean Adventures, Scoob, and Llama Llama Best Summer Ever. And right now, we're listening to Callista's interview with Lorette Rosewag Topaz, the CEO of Nico Productions and founder of FBF Animation. And I mentioned how you've worked with arguably some of the biggest franchises in America and also some outside of America. Um, so, but you've also done a lot of more independent projects. So what would you say is... Um, what would you say are the major differences between working on an independent project versus a big mainstream project? I think that um, with big mainstream projects, you have um, you need to maintain the brand. You need to stay very, very specific and accurate on the brand. Um, where independent, you have a little bit more freedom. Um, for example, when we worked on Sonic the Hedgehog, um, it's a well-known brand. It, it's done so well, and we needed to make sure that every single movement and all the characters and everything is top-notch, exactly like the character would move, every eye movement or whatnot. Um, and independent projects... Um, Usually, there is no no one know knows it before the project that we work on, right? So we shouldn't uh, necessarily have like a, um, a flow that you have to keep. Um, I think that's that's the biggest uh, difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad you mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog because I am a very big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was excited to hear that you worked on both the Sonic Mania shorts and the Team Sonic Racing shorts. So between all of the um, little shorts that you did for Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, I have to ask which one was your favorite because I just... 
Honestly, it's a little bit hard to answer because it's like asking who I, who I like the most out of my kids. Um, <laughs> in general, the projects that I work on, I give like my 200% and my heart and soul in, so I love them all. Um, and with Sonic, I just in general, I really like to work to work on this project. I like the brand. I was playing this game when I was a kid. And I remember days I didn't go to, to school because I wanted to play. Uh, so to be working and, and producing like the shorts on it, it was amazing. Um, I like the places mainly where uh, Sonic and his friends are more action oriented. Like they have mm -hmm. parts of action. Um, yeah, but uh, there are a lot of parts um, that I like there. Yeah, I um I haven't watched all of uh, those shorts yet. I was planning on doing that, but I personally found them to be really charming, especially with the Team Sonic Racing ones, because they feature some characters that oftentimes kind of get overshadowed. No, sh <laughs> no shade to Sega, but just saying. <laughs> uh, and um, aside from animation, your company has also done work on uh, video games. And between mobile games, uh, big AAA games, and uh, VR games, so which of these three would you say is, like, your favorite type of game to work on? Because they're all so different. Um, personally, I like more of the um, content for kids, even in games. Um, we worked, for example, I mean, I really like to, we did... Um, um, Avengers Marvel Academy uh, that was a game in Harry Potter we did a game for um, and we did a bunch of other games um, I would say I would say or the cartoonish one or in between less of the realistic even though we do that as well um, but personally I love to do you know what I, I like to work in games that I would play myself um, and the majority of the games we did I would definitely play myself yeah, I think, like, definitely, that's actually an interesting angle to look at things. Like, when you, like, when you're working on a project, you're thinking, like, oh, would I be a fan of this project even if I wasn't, like, working on it? That's because I also um, write my own stories, and I think that's kind of, because I do write a lot of stories that are specifically more stuff that I'm personally passionate about. So I think that actually is a really um, interesting angle to look at media as a whole. I've never actually considered that, but to be honest, that's kind of how I write all my stories, so it's interesting. Yeah, and, and you asked me about entertainment, I think specifically entertainment, because entertainment, when you work in this industry, it's a passion of yours. It's not just a job you go to to make money. It's really a part of you. Um, mm -hmm. And as long as you feel connected and it's you, you have a passion to what you do, um, you know, there's a saying, I don't know how to say it in English well enough, but that, that if you work in something that you like, you won't feel as if you worked one day in your life. Um, my opinion. Um, and um, so I think the fact that we can work on things that we are passionate about and we love with all of our hearts, it, it even goes more into the quality of the product and the service that we give. Yeah, that um, is a really, um, I would say, a really positive outlook to look on, you know, just entertainment as a whole, because I personally think entertainment actually has a lot of merit, uh, aside from just being, like, mindless things to pass the time. And so, And so, final question, uh, where do you see Neko Productions in five years? 
Um, I would say where we're at times 10. Um, I would say producing TV shows, mainly for kids, uh, but not only um, having our own IP. We develop IPs as well. Um, so having a few of our IPs uh, being sold and out there, uh, being broadcasted in, on networks. Um, continuing to do the big variety of projects that we do. I love the fact that we do games and we do uh, for TV and we do for film and we do for digital. We do so AR, VR, so many things. Exactly the same. I love it. Um, yeah, and to be a... Even better and bigger than what we are today. Well, that's, um, you know, that's a pretty nice outlook. And so thank you so much for this interview. My pleasure. Thank you for, for the interview. Mm -hmm. And so that'll be it for this interview. If you like it, make sure to check out the Kids First website and, of course, all the other Kids First reporters. And I will be seeing you all later. Bye-bye. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Summer Fun with Molong. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tiana, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Lorette Rose Wag Topaz, the CEO of Neko Productions and founder of FBF Animation. Next, we will be listening to Ethan's interview with Jeunesse Tate and Gabriella Pastor from Hidden Orchard Mysteries. Hi, this is Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State, Florida. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Janice Tate and Gabriella Pastor, both from the new film Hidden Orchard Mysteries, The Case of the Airbnb Robbery. 
Hidden Orchard Mysteries, the case of the Airbnb robbery, will be released on June 17th, 2020. Let's start with Gabriella, who has a very impressive career going back to 2011. So Gabriella, thanks for joining us today. Tell me how you became involved in the Hidden Orchard Mysteries. Oh, well, thank you for having me, first of all. And uh, as for how I got into Hidden Orchard Mysteries, I've actually worked with Miss Joyce and Mr. Brian a couple of times prior. And they told me about Hidden Orchard Mysteries. And as soon as I heard about it, I absolutely fell in love with the project. I love the characters and the story. And I love working with them. So I knew I wanted to be on there. It was fun. I'm sorry. Was it fun? Oh, yes. It was a lot of fun. Everybody was super sweet. And I love the diversity of the cast. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And Janus, you're also quite an accomplished actress and producer. So what drew you to performing in this film? Well, I saw the casting on um, Actors Access, and as I was reading the, the description, I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like so much fun, because I love mysteries, and I love doing, I just love mystery. I love fun, like fun things, fun projects, and, and this was just, I was just blown away. I was just like, oh my gosh, please, I have to get this. Can I please, like, please <laughs> me <laughs> you can imagine you're just like oh that's for me <laughs> yeah right I was like this is so me are you kidding like <laughs> so that's that's was my whole mindset throughout the whole time like audition and processing it was so funny because I actually uh my sister helped me do the the what's it called it the self-tape <laughs> so, so yeah. it was really fun. <laughs> interesting so, Gabriella, the director, Brian Shackleford, not only directed, but also wrote the screenplay for this film. How was your experience working with him? Do you have any stories to share with us? Um, well, I always love working with him. He's a great director, and I love his writing. Miss um, Joyce also helped with writing, and she was amazing, too. Um, I really like... Okay, so whenever we were, like, shooting, he would give us notes, and then... I always knew when he got the take that he wanted because he makes a certain sound like, oh, like kind of thing. Like, <laughs> where he's like, yes, this is perfect. And like, that's when you know you're doing a good job. <laughs> so he must have just went like, wow. And <laughs> that, that was the cut. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so Jeanette, what can you tell us about working on the show and your relationship, not only with the director, but the other cast members? Did you form any lasting friendships? I feel like definitely with the director and producer, I feel as if more projects are going to be in the works, and I'm really excited to work with them. And the cast, definitely. I've been talking with Gabby since, like, we have just been snapping each other's nonstop. It's crazy. Like, I feel like I see you tomorrow. We can just, like, we're just best friends, like, off the show. So it's like that's why. <laughs> Yeah, like, I just feel like everybody was just so amazing to work with. And, like, we have each other's Instagrams. We always, you know, supporting each other, even in other films or other projects that they've worked on. I think that's really nice how you're all, like, communicating, like, all the time. <laughs> it's fun. Gab Gabriella, the description of this film describes your characters, Gabby and Lulu, as two teenage girls of color. Why do you think it is important to identify the girls as being of color? Is that relevant to the storyline? Um, I wouldn't say it's, like, super pertinent to the storyline, as we don't really, like, um, re refer to it in the movie. 
But uh, I feel like it's very important to have people of color as we're normally the people that are least represented in the media. So it was very like rare to have two people of color being the main people in a film. So it was just amazing to be a part of that. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with Lorette Rosewag Topaz, the CEO of Neko Productions and founder of FBF Animation. And reviewing Yokai Watch, the movie, Akinet's Ocean Adventure, Scoob, and Llama Llama Best Summer Ever. Right now, we're listening to Ethan's interview with Janesse Tate and Gabriella Pastor from Hidden Orchard Mysteries. So, Janice, your character and Gabriella's became youth detectives in solving this robbery. I think a lot of kids imagine themselves as detectives, and certainly there are a lot of books and movies where kids are detectives, like Scooby-Doo and Timmy Failure. Did you ever imagine yourself as a detective when you were younger? Oh, yes, always. (laughs) When I tell you, we would always just even create our own little crimes so that we could figure it out, me and my sister, my cousins. So this was definitely a dream come true to play in a film where I get to actually do that. Like, I thought I was having a blast. When I tell you I was having a blast the whole time, it was just amazing. (laughs) I like, well, my favorite board game is actually Clue because I like solving things. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was really cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, Gabriella, what is your favorite scene from the movie and why? I would say the cupcake scene because I got to actually eat cupcakes. <laughs> and I have a huge feature. So you're just like, ooh, cupcakes. Okay, this is my scene. <laughs> because I was looking forward to it the whole time. <laughs> so, Genius, how about you? What is your favorite scene from this movie? My favorite scene? Wow. Okay, let's see. I would say my favorite scene is when we caught them, when we, when we caught them. Yeah, that was like, and how that whole thing came, and just how it was filmed. Like, I just love that part when we caught them. It was like, yeah, we got you. <laughs> My favorite scene was, um, I think the owner of the cupcake, uh, he went into the building and he was passing out cupcakes like he knew them all. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> He's like, I got you, I got you. Yep, yep. <laughs> So, Janice, what message would you like the audience to take away from this film? The message is, you know, whoever you are with, like, just trust your gut and always believe in the people around you and always work together. You know, it's nothing stronger than the bond of friendship and family. That, that's really nice. So, Gabriella, how about you? What, what do you think the – oh, wait, sorry – okay Gabriella how about you what takeaway would you like the audience to have um I would say that two hearts are better than one you need to have a community around you and a good one that like supports you because the whole movie is centered around the friendship and also how the neighbors like help them solve the mystery and they literally like couldn't do it without you know anybody else kind of thing so it's just friendship is really important. It's always nice to have that one person you can rely on. And you know that they have your back, too. I was kind of getting that same feeling, too, when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Gabriella, what advice can you give to kids like me who want to succeed in the entertainment business? I would say just keep doing classes, keep practicing, because the best thing you can do is keep learning. You know, um, you can never stop learning. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Janus, what advice do you have for kids who would like to follow in your footsteps? Yeah, just piggybacking off of what Gabby said, just keep practicing, keep working, and also be on set. Whatever chance you get to be on set, get on it. It don't matter if you are extra. It don't matter if you just putting food out. Be on set. Look, learn, watch, ask questions. <laughs> so you always got to be there. Oh, just be on set. <laughs> you never know. You can learn something. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for talking to me. I am a big fan of the film, and now both of you. I'm going to keep on my. I'm going to keep an eye on both of your careers. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank this you. Person from Kids First interviewing Janus Tate and Gabriella Pastor, stars of the new film Hidden Orchard Mysteries: The Case of the Airbnb Robbery, which comes out on digital and DVD June 17th. So go look for it. Let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Summer Fun with Malang. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tiana and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with special guests from Neko Productions and Hidden Orchard Mysteries. Next, we will be interviewing Ethan about Yokai Watch the movie. Hi, Ethan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So today we are here to talk about Yokai Watch the movie. So can you tell us a little bit about what the movie's about? So Anyon, which is a yokai, and so is Whisper, and Nate travel back in time where they team up with a heroic yokai named Hovernyon and Nate's grandpa, but like the kid version because they went back in time to when he was young. And then... Mm -hmm. They had to take on some evil yokai named Dame Deadtime and her wow. wicked evil army. Wow, that sounds like a really cool movie. Yeah, it really was. 
what were your thoughts on it? Did you think that it was, like, really exciting? Was it, like, a scary movie? I thought it was a mix between things, like, you never know if Dame Dentime was going to, like, get them. It, it was, like, thrilling. But at the same time, it was heroic because, like, there was action and fighting. And it was just a bunch of things mixed up all in one. Wow. Yeah, that definitely sounds really good. So what was your favorite part of the movie? I think my favorite part was when Hoveryon saved uh, Jabanyan from uh, Dame Dead Time because she was about to put him in the lava. But the only thing is, before he saved them, he fought a whole mob of minions. So it was like saving him after he just fought like thousands of minions. Wow. And what about like the animation of the movie? Because I know that this movie is actually an anime. It kind of reminded me of like Pokemon, you know, like the uh, yeah. animation. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's, it almost does seem like it, just like a bit different because they use like a watch and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so what would you say is the message of this movie? I think it's teamwork makes the dream work and friends are important because Nate's grandfather didn't want friends, but all the yokais wanted to be his friends. And when he finally needed help the most, they all came and helped him. So I think it'd be friendship matters, and friends are, you know, like, kind of almost what you need. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a really helpful message. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a favorite character? I think it'd be Hoveryon, because he became some huge fat cat to a little skinny uh, cat called Hoveryon. Like, he used to be Mega Yon, but now it's Hoveryon because they popped him. And so, do you think that this is, like, a movie that maybe you would just tell some of your friends about? Yeah, I think I would, because it's really cool, and I know some of my friends like Pokemon, so I think they'll definitely like this, because it's kind of the same thing, but it's with a yacht, uh, like, a watch, and there's a whole ton of different yokais, and I think it'd be really interesting to watch. What's the coolest yokai? Um... For me, again, I think it's Hoveryon because he's he's just so funny. And I think he really knows how to fight a lot because he has a cape like a superhero. And he knows how to fight like a bunch of mobs. Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie, but it definitely from your description, it's something that I might even want to see. Because I like animes myself. You should watch it. It's really good. So have you always been like a fan of animes? Um, yeah, kind of. I, I used to watch, um, I forgot what it's called. Um, I watched Pokemon. I watched this now. I got the show and the movie. And then mm -hmm. I watched one, I forgot, it was, like, with the school. I forgot its name. I don't remember, but I watch a lot of animes. Yeah, so how would you say is the difference between the series and the actual show? I think the show is... It's, like, kind of an ongoing thing, and the movie is kind of, like, it's going back in time, mostly. It's not really about, like, how in the show, like, you would be getting, like, yokais and making more friends, but this is kind of, like, beating Day, uh, Dame Dead Time because she's, like, the evil witch. So I think they're, they're, like, the same concept but different stories in it. Right. And so we are about to wrap this up. So what would you, how many stars would you give this, and what age recommendation would you give it? I'd give it five out of five stars and recommend it ages, like, six to 18 plus adults because I think they'll love this.
All right, well, I will definitely make sure to check it out and make sure that you guys do too. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking with guests from Neko Productions and Hidden Orchard Mysteries and reviewing Octonuts Ocean Adventure, Llama Llama Best Summer Ever, and Yokai Watch the Movie. Right now, I'm switching over to talk with Cadence to learn what she has to say about Scoop. So, hi, Cadence. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. So today we are here to talk to you about Scoob. So can you tell us a little bit about what that's about? It's about a gang that actually meets on Halloween, but they're young in that scene. And then they solve mysteries after mysteries and mysteries. And one of the scenes, Simon Cowell comes in and uh, they want to find an investor to support their mystery solving business. So they get Simon Cowell, played by Simon Cowell. And Scooby-Doo and Shaggy sing Shallow. And then they go to the bowling alley, and they're chased by really evil robots controlled by Dick Dasterly. And they have to all come together and try to save Scooby and Shaggy from getting captured. Well, yeah, I've seen that movie. It is really good. What were some of your thoughts on it? Um, I thought it was very full of action, and it was really interesting to watch, and you really wanted to have, like, you really wanted to know what will happen next. I know. Yeah, it was really good. Mm -hmm. And so what did you think of the setting? Like, did you think, like, the animation was good, all the colors? Um, yes, the animation was super funny, and I loved all of their hand movements and how they moved. Like Scooby, he was kind of clumsy and silly, and Fred, he was like up tall and very confident, you could tell that. Have you gotten a chance to see the original Scooby-Doo series? Oh, yes, I have. So what would you say is like the comparison from that? Um, the animation is a little bit different. Uh, but it is, like, the same story, kind of, because it's all, like, mysteries. But it is a different story in the movie. Yeah, definitely. I think they've made, like, three different things. Like, yeah. they have, like, two movies, and then they have the series. Mm -hmm. But I really love this one. It's really mm -hmm. something that, like, kids like might like. Yeah, I also agree with that. So what did you think? Because I know inside the movie, like you were even talking about how they had Simon Cowell in the movie. They also made a lot of references. So what were your thoughts on them making like references to things today? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like they were talking about different things like the show Judge Judy and then like Walmart and stuff in it. So what were your thoughts on that? Oh, I thought that was super funny, and it went in the movie very well. And it was good, like, positions in the movie, if you get what I mean. Yes. What was your favorite part? My favorite part is when Scooby-Doo and Shaggy sing Shallow to Simon Cowell. Ugh, Simon Cowell, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And you can obviously tell that they're not the best singers, but I really like the scene because Shallow is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that's a really good song. Mm -hmm. And who was your favorite character and why? My favorite character was Scooby because he's very funny and he has probably the most funniest laugh and voice. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. And 
What did you think of how they designed the characters? Like, do you think that the characters were, like, really fun, or do you think that they could have did a better job on creating them? No, I thought the characters looked like their voices. So, such as Velma, who sounded a little smart, and she looked smart with the glasses, yeah. and she was very, like, she felt very confident in herself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that all the characters are, like, really great and really well-developed. I think that they did a really good job on making that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So for my last question, what age recommendation would you give it, and how many stars would you give it? Okay, I would give it five out of five stars, and I'd recommend it for ages six to 12. But I also think that adults might like it if they like the old series, Scooby-Doo. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Cadence, for that. Yeah, thank you. And so let's take a break. I'm Tiana from Delaware, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Summer Fun with Malang. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Tiana and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Hidden Orchard Mysteries, Neko Productions, Yokai Watch the Movie, and Scoob. Next, we will be talking with Cadence about Octonauts Ocean Adventures on DVD. Hi! Hi! How are you? Great. How are you? I am doing good. So right now we are going to talk about Octonauts Ocean Adventures. I have gotten a chance to see it myself. It is a really great movie, especially for kids. What did you think about Octonauts Ocean Adventures? I think it was very interesting because it was under the ocean. And I personally love the water. And I thought it was really cool to see, like, polar bear go underwater, a cat and a penguin go underwater. I thought it was very interesting, and I think kids would love it. 
Can you tell me a little bit about what Octonauts Ocean Adventures is about? So it's about a polar bear who is Captain Barnacles and his assistant, Quasi the Cat, and Peso, Ping, so Peso the Penguin. They all go on adventures with each other, and they try to solve problems, such as uh, Peso. He was really scared of a big monster, but it wasn't actually a monster, so you have to watch it to see what it was. But there was, it was really interesting to see everyone come together and help each other so they can use each other's strengths to work together. What did you think about the animation? I thought it was really good, and I think kids would laugh about them because they looked kind of funny, and I just loved them. And I know that at the end of the different episodes, they have a creature report, but what was one of your favorite creatures to learn about? Uh, my favorite one was about a worm. I can't really remember what it was called, but it was a worm under the water. It was very weird. I never heard of it before, but yeah. Yeah, I believe it was like bomber worms or something. Yes, that's it. <laughs> yes. And so what was your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part was when Peso was so scared of the huge monster. Well, monster. And he was just flipping out. He was like, oh, I'm so scared. It was really funny. And who was your favorite character? I would say Quasi, the cat, because he's very confident and brave. And that's something I would like to be like I want to be confident and brave and I think um all these kids would like quasi too yeah so what were your thoughts on the different characters because I noticed that there were different characters there were a bunch of different animals that went underwater and on land and stuff and then they also had different personalities like different things that they do mm-hmm so uh, Captain Barnacles, he was kind of bossy, but he was kind of confident. But he wouldn't get worried about more, like anything, pretty much. But Peso, on the other hand, would get worried about pretty much everything. And he would always be the one that's like, are you sure? Are you sure? What if? Or, you know, and Quasi is very confident, like I said, and very brave. So, yeah. And... What was, what would you say was just the overall message? Uh, I think the message of the film is if you work together, you can even save people's lives sometimes. And it's pretty amazing what you can do when you work together. Even if you are different from one another, you can like find each other's strengths and put them all together. And so we are running short on time. So for my last question, what age recommendation would you give this and how many stars would you give it? I would give it four out of five stars and recommend it for ages four to nine. Well, thank you so much, Cadence, for sharing your thoughts on this DVD. And thank next you. we are going to move on to eat. Sorry. So you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are talking about Hidden Orchard Mysteries, Neko Productions, Yokai Watch the Movie, Scoob, and Octonauts Ocean Adventures on DVD. Right now we are going to continue talking with Ethan and Cadence to hear their thoughts about Llama Llama Best Summer Ever. So let's start with you, Ethan. What were your thoughts on this movie? 
I thought it was really entertaining and had a great tool to entertain children like my age, especially during this pandemic. And I think every episode was really illustrated and script like well written. And what did you think of this show, Cadence? I thought it was very fun. And I loved all the characters because they all had their own little personalities. And it really showed on their faces. I think uh, they really did their faces well. And the voices matched them, like, perfectly. Yes. So, Ethan, can you tell us a little bit about what Llama Llama Best Summer Ever is about? So it's about an award-winning book um, by the author Anna Dooney. And her first book was Llama Llama Red Pajama. And now this is Llama Llama Best Summer Ever. And it's kind of where Llama Llama and his friends Nelly knew Llama Giraffe, Elucid the Sheep, I think that's how you say it, and Gilroy Goat, explore their hometown and had fun at the same time with childhood memories. And his mom is always along helping them when something goes bad. That sounds like a really good and like family movie or show. Yeah. And what did you think about the animation? I thought it was really good um, how like when it would rain, the drops kind of looked real, but not really. But in the illustration compared to everything around it, it does look real. Yeah, it almost... And I know that it's actually based on the book, as you mentioned. So do you think that it kind of looked like it? I haven't seen the book, but I'm guessing if I did, it'd probably look like it. And what was your favorite episode? Let's start with you, Cadence. My favorite episode? My favorite episode was probably Llama Llama and the Babysitter. And why do you say that? Because it was very interesting, because Llama Llama and Nellie knew they both had a babysitter who was a skunk, and right. she kind of had some problems, so Llama Llama sometimes had to step in and help. And I thought that was really cool, because people today should still do that. That sounds really interesting, having a skunk as a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Ethan? Um, I pick Last Day of Summer because it's about Llama Llama. He's going to go kiting with his mom and his friends at the beach, but it starts raining, so his mom tells them we can do indoor activities. So they go kiting, they put little fans and have cardboard waves, and I thought that was really funny because it kind of teaches kids to be creative. No matter what happens, you can still be positive. Yeah. And what about the character development? Do you think that the characters were just, like, really kiddish, or is is it something that, like, older kids would want to watch? I mean, I think it's really, I think it's kind of for kids, because this is something, like, you know how kids really don't want to learn in school? I feel like this would be one of the things that would, like, be a fun, entertaining way to teach them things. Like, let's say... There's messages like don't litter, but people still litter. But I think this can really show people not to litter because of the way they put things in, like the way that they have the characters set up and the storylines. And what do you think, Cadence? Um, I think this is mostly for little kids because, uh, as Ethan said, it's a great, like it should inspire kids to do good things. So how many stars would you give it, and what age recommendation would you give it, starting with Ethan? 
I'd give it four to five stars and recommend it ages five to 18. And I think adults would enjoy this. And then what about you, Cadence? I would give it four out of five stars and recommend it for ages four to 10. Yes. Well, thank you so much, you two, for thank sharing you. your thoughts on this show. Thanks. And thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org, and be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look out for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition of Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Summer Fun with Molong. I'm Tia Sermons from Delaware. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.